When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Bardo Live right here on 1049, the horn, top of the charts Tuesday. And I got to tell you, it may be Patrick's finest work so far. I mean, we've had Jackson 5, we've had Elvis, and now how about this Gladys, Gladys Knight. Knight and the Pips. What's a Pip? Uh, oh, the Pips are the best. By the way, if you never watch, <laughs> uh, a there's pip? a sketch on uh, the Richard Pryor show. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you can find it on YouTube, the Richard Pryor show. And it's a woman goes up to Richard Pryor. She's like, I want to see the pips. He's like, oh, Gladys is crazy. Like, I don't care about Gladys. I just want to see the pips. <laughs> and I want it's the just, best pips. It's just a stage with a, with a mic with a mic and a spotlight and no one at it. And then the background, the pips. And they're doing the dances. And they just go, leave it. it. Leave it. It's so good. On that midnight train. I like that. Okay, so, but seriously, I want to know what's a pip. Do we uh, know? No, we don't. I don't know. Because it's not pimps. No, it's <laughs> I, not. When I was a kid, my mom would be like, it's not pimps, boy. I'd be like, oh, because my mom would always play Glass Night and the Pips. And I'd be like, oh, Glass Night and the Pimps. I uh, thought it was pimps. And I was okay, like, I got it. And I, I thought got that what was a cool. pimp is. What is a pimp? Any of the spots on playing cards, dice, or dominoes. Single blossom of a clustered head of a flower. Damn, that's complicated. Yeah. So we don't know which one the pips want it to be? No, it's the, all of The them. reference to cards or the no. reference to flowers? We're going to go with dice. We're going to go with <laughs> yeah, dice. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with dice. We'll go with Unfortunately, dice. Unfortunately, that's how, uh, yeah, that, I mean, how Takeoff was killed. I'm going to go ahead and go dominoes then. I'm going to go with dominoes. <laughs> I don't want to go with dice. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, no, I'm not laughing at that, obviously. Yeah. For those who have not heard, uh, very sad news um, earlier today, and actually from the state of Texas, um, Takeoff, who was a member of the Migos rap group, Group was killed in Houston. Yeah, um, shot in a dice game. Dice game. I, I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not joking. No joke. No BS. I'm from H Town, from the South Side, mm-hmm. South Park, mm-hmm. South Acres. All right. I mean, it's a concrete jungle. I never participated in those dice games. Cause you knew better. They always got crazy. I was trying to say you know better. Every, I never saw a dice game that didn't end up with somebody disagreeing with somebody and getting into it. I swear. Honestly, that's why I never got into. It. I remember them happening too. At all the time in the hood, at school, dice games, and you always hear like, "What happened? Oh man, he got beat down. What happened? Oh, dice game. Yeah, like exactly. dice game. I don't know what is about dice games. I don't play them, but. Yeah, man. In, in, in That's A-Town. why you need to play it at Vegas and not somewhere with some people Where that people can, can disagree exactly. about what happened you can't and how argue much there. They'll get you. They'll get you. Oh, the pit no boss got you out. It's, but it's an inevitable argument. It's no, going to happen. Right. Somebody's going to argue with, oh, what happened and who had this point at that exactly. point. And then what happens? And, then and there's a lot of side betting on the on, behind you. One guy pulls I'm going to fade him over here. I'm going to fade him over here. Yeah, you got. Yeah. Nah, it's I, not a good look. There were, I had some rules that helped me survive the concrete jungle Trust. that was the south side of H-Town, and one of them was 
no dice games. Yep. I used to like watch for like two minutes, and I'd always go, nah, I'm getting away from this. Because you knew good. it started getting heated. It get heated. heated. And the Quit. money started getting bigger. Every time the That's pot get bigger, it, yeah, the guys like, get more heated. Gotta so keep it moving. That is a very sad story, yep. that takeoff. He was 28 years old, young rapper, Pat, like, obviously. And rumor um, has it was friendly fire. So it was one of his own shooting at somebody own. else and they were disagreeing him. with. Yeah. What I said, yeah, look, yeah, I, said, I brought this up yesterday because I'm from H-Town. A lot of guns drawn. Yep. Usually when guns drawn, everybody's kind you of good? a mutually assured destruction. We good. Let's yep. put it away. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, that's why. Yeah, I, I feel bad. That That's a really terrible story. It's a horrible story. It is. Sorry, it made me think. We were talking about dice, so I just thought I'd randomly yeah. bring Yeah, that that's why up. when I was looking at it, I was like, I got to say dice. Yeah, man. Got to say dice. Yeah, that's one of those things. Yeah. Like, and like I said, I've never participated in them because I've never saw a dice game that ended amicably. Yep. <laughs> shaking hands. Uh, good day to hey, you, good sir. Game, man. Good day to you, yeah. sir. <laughs> they always end yeah. in chaos. For sure. Right? For and sure. Usually in violence. So yeah. uh, that's one of my rules of staying at, uh, trying to survive the hood. Anyway, all right, let's get uh, back to the topic of conversation. All right, let's talk NFL trade deadline. I want to talk Texas, K State, and we will. Texas had another players only meeting. But, uh, guys, there are NFL trade deadline headlines that are breaking as we speak. Um, and I Obviously, the trade deadline has expired, but still we have uh, some of the uh, the remnants, if you will, of those discussions and some of those negotiations. So, uh, but straight up, uh, and first of all, my man, Hard is going to have a special guest for us coming yep. up for Harsh Knock Life. Yeah, we're going to have Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, who's going to break down <laughs> a lot, a lot of what happened today uh, or what did not happen in Dallas. Okay, now speaking of what didn't happen, um, Patrick alerted us to this. Two, so this is from Ed Werder. Two sources directly involved uh, told me Cowboys and Texans discussed a potential trade involving mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks. Opened up the show talking about the Brandon Cooks trade because everybody I know behind the scenes in Dallas and behind the scenes in Houston was saying, oh, no, this is real. It, it's, it could actually legitimately happen. And I thought, oh, after the trade deadline expires and it settles, we'll hear the news. Well, the news ain't good news. Uh, apparently, Kyle was in Texas discussed a potential trade involving Brandon Cooks. And until the final minutes before the trade deadline expired, uh, they were in serious negotiations. But... Of course, it did not happen. Alas, he has a draft pick compensation and the $18 million mm-hmm. in guaranteed salary for Brandon Cooks in 2023 could not be resolved in time. Not going to say Black should almost call this, but three weeks ago, I went back and looked at my notes. Why don't I throw yep. away notes? My, my wife was going to throw away something. Like, no, I'm going to throw it away. All right, <laughs> yeah. This proves that I was on the money. I said that Brandon Cooks' contract, where they extended him in the offseason with a two-year $40 million extension, I said, it's going to be a problem. You did. I talked about Brandon Cooks could potentially be the most traded player in NFL history uh, if he ends up being traded, which was very likely if teams could come to some type of agreement on the parameters and, of course, the value. That did not happen, and it mostly didn't happen because the, I don't know why. The Texans extended Brandon Cooks in the offseason Two years, $40 million. There was no reason to really do it, and I don't know why they did it, Harge. But I said at the time, I think this is going to make him tougher to move. Right. And, in fact, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, well, when you start looking at it and you start saying, okay, are the Cowboys going to make this move? Are the Cowboys looking at this wide receiver, trying to figure out what the next so move you were is right, going to be? I did say. He they did were gonna, say they yeah, looked at a wide receiver. They were going to try to make a play. Yeah. 
And Jerry was like, nah, I can't take that money because I just got rid of $20 million Come on now. with Amari Cooper. Come so on. how am I going to look to my fans by getting rid of a guy who went off again last night to now try to go get a guy like Brandon Cooks, and it is not a good look well, if, for if, the Cowboys. If you want to feel better about it, how did the Texans get Brandon Cooks? After they made a terrible trade getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins and then traded for DeAndre for Brandon Cooks. No. So that's kind of his M.O. It's like, hey, man, I, I'm the fixer. I come in after you have made a bonehead move and got rid of your wide receiver, mm-hmm. and you need another one. You yeah. come get me. <laughs> you know, <ain't> come right. <laughs> get me. <laughs> no, Brandon Cooks, as we know, I mean, he's been traded multiple times, and he still has value. So it's not really an insult to Brandon Cooks. Teams feel like they need Brandon Cooks. You saw a tweet, Harge. Now was this tweet from Brandon it's Cooks? Brandon Cooks, like checkmarking all. Checkmarking check all. That's him. Wow. He's he's not very happy and at this, is, this time. Okay. Because of the fact that throughout his career, we've talked about it. I know Patrick has brought this up numerous times about him being traded. And you talked about it, too. I think him and Eric Dickerson are the ones that have the most value in the trades. If he is traded one more time, he would tie Eric Dickerson for the most traded player in NFL history, I believe. Yes. Yes. So it says, don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long, those days are done. Cross the line with playing with my career. Who's he talking about? You know? I, I think he might be talking about what's going on in, in, in H. Tim Casario, potentially? I, it has to be because maybe he thought it was mm. time. Because who else could he be talking I know, about? I'm with you. I, or I, unless I'm it's his agent. Or maybe uh, it's, is he mad at his agent? No, nah, I don't know if it would be his agent. Agent's always in your corner. Supposedly. working for you and doing whatever you want him to do. Yeah. It's hard for an agent to pull the trigger on something that you didn't. Sign off. Yeah, on. yeah. So I, 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 I'm with you. I think he's more toward the Texans, and well, and if that's the Texans. It's Casario. It's Casario because he asked for an extension because he didn't want to go. I guess because he didn't want to be traded. I guess that's the only but thing. Why well, that's you what he to... said on January first, 2021. I will not be traded again. I will not want to be traded again. People got receipts and they pulled it up when he said, "He say, hey, bro, this you." Okay. So that was one of the things. But then I went back to yesterday. And it said, I played my part and never took it to heart. Okay. So, okay. and then today, okay. he puts that part out. And, that, and, and remember, he is... was home today. Oh, okay. You know what? Okay, to I got Lovey it. Smith. Okay. So, and he was. No, no, you're right about that. Now, yep. a lot of people said it was personal reasons, yep. but he has not been available for some media availabilities this past week and practice. The media have noticed him not being there at a couple of the practice sessions. So, okay. So, what if him and Nick Casario actually had. A deal in place that he would trade him to whatever, a contender or whatever, even after he signed the extension. And part of that would have been Nick Casario deciding to to basically take the cap hit or the dead cap money, most of it. Whatever. But promising yeah. a trade. Yes, in terms of whatever's negotiated. Like, no, 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 I'll we'll pay the dead cap. We'll get you traded and we'll get you to a contender. Just sign this deal for now. And then maybe uh, Nick Casario was not able to get it done because, as Ed Warder mentions here, he didn't, they disagreed on right. how much of that contract should be paid by the Cowboys, how much for the Texans, and maybe the Texans weren't willing to pay the majority of the deal. Got it. And I think that's why, and now that he knows that, because his agent probably told him that, he's like, oh man, you told me you was going to trade me, and now you just want to be cheap? Why are you trying to keep money? You're taking anyway. Why you you think I've been at home? And let's throw in this factor. He may be the only one, but he is allegedly a big Jack Easterby fan, and Jack Easterby's friend. 
Ah, uh, yeah, you're right so about that. They just That's fired true. Jack Easterby, That's a good point. and if we know someone's yeah. stirring the pot, Jack <laughs> Easterby would stir the pot. Mm. So he's going to Brandon Cooks and going, "They hate you. They think you're garbage." I heard Cal McNair say, "You're the worst wide receiver ever <laughs> played for this franchise." Yeah, and so he can go in there and stir the pot, and basically. Yeah, I think I, if if you're looking at it right now, I think Brandon Cooks is probably not playing for the Texans ever again. You think? I mean, I, I think that's a fair after enough. That, after that tweet, yeah, I'm with you on that. I could see because I could just see them going, "Cool, you're done for the rest of the season. We'll trade you in the off season." Man, that's a considering you let Deshaun Watson do the same thing. It's a horrible precedent to set. That you I, can let like star players decide, "I don't want to play for you anymore. You're gonna pay me awful. to sit on the no. bench." And it's like that is a talk about building a culture. That is a yeah. horrific culture to build. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now they may try I'd to work out. Trade a guy. That's why you should have traded him. You should have traded him. Yeah. yeah. If you do, if you make that move, then you definitely screwed up, Casario. Yeah. You should have traded him. Yeah. And yeah, paid the, and paid whatever look. the paid the. What is it, eighteen million? So you should have paid. I, I bet the Cowboys are trying to get him to pay twelve million. All right, that. well let's now twelve to thirteen. Can million we can we it. put in there if he's good friends with Easterby? Maybe this extension was worked out between Cal McNair and Easterby, right? And Prior somewhere to, in there yeah. of hey, we need to take care of Brandon Cooks. He's great for this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and if we're I know building they like this, and right. again, we talk about if we're building this this franchise based on faith. Brandon Cooks is a very faith is based on faith, so we need him as a pillar of our franchise. So he got the extension, and Casario was like, "Dude, what are y'all doing to me?" Right. That is fair too. That's a good point. I love the conspiracy East, yeah. theories. No, no, but he's right, right about the, the Easterby players. thing. Yeah. I do know Easterby loved Brandon Cooks. That's on the record because he was a man of faith. They, yeah. that was, that's what was big about bringing in more men who have kind of faith oriented goals with their careers and stuff like that. Once again, trying to become the Chick fil A of the NFL. <laughs> and your nuggets ain't that damn good. And God doesn't love you like he loves Chick fil A. All right. So bad business model, Texans. And I think once again, coming back to haunt them. Yeah, but me, it's hard for me to sympathize with Brandon Cooks. Man, you signed an extension with a rebuilding franchise, well, bro. Why also, you do also, that? your friends. Yeah, that's why all do you, you do that? dog. It's a bad move. Hey, man, yeah. if you're friends with Jack Easterby, you're probably not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that, brother. Um, all right, so yeah. Cowboys tried to make a move hard. Are you, are you now feeling a little bit better about your Cowboys that they were on the verge of making a move and you said wide receiver it was a wide receiver Texans screwed it up really the Texans have also screwed the Cowboys yes but with that terrible yeah, extension like, yeah, they signed that, him take that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it is and and yes I am pleased that they were going to go out and make a move they were at least talking about it the problem mm-hmm. that I always have when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys why do they have to try to wait till the very last second for everything that they do. You heard, I don't know if y'all got a chance to listen about Jerry today, and we'll ask Calvin about this, I mean Clarence about this as well. You sit there and you say, he was talking about, uh, I'm standing by the track and I got to wait until it get there and then I might have to jump on that caboose. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? It ain't over till that, that caboose, caboose goes by. Till it goes by. Double hand exactly. on the caboose. <laughs> like, what are we doing when it comes to making moves that are going to help you get to that next level? And then... You make the trade for Hankins, which is a great trade. That's fine. It's going to be a great move. move. But then you end up having to drop off uh, Tristan Hill, somebody that you were trying to showcase. Yes, we got to get to this. This is big. Yeah, they just put him on waivers or basically released him. Somebody's going to pick him up. Yeah. Somebody's going to pick him up. Here you go. You drafted this guy in the second round, and now you're letting him walk away for basically nothing. 
yeah, I'm upset they couldn't trade him. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, once again, kind of the Amari Cooper thing where you misread the market. Uh, that's a guy you spent the first round draft pick on. You should have been able to get something in return for him because he's having his best year. Yep. This is his yep. best year that he's had. Exactly. And now you end up releasing him instead of trading him. Got There's nothing. always room uh, for a really quality interior defensive lineman on somebody's roster. Just like you misread the wide receiver market, should have kept Amari Cooper, but you end up trading him for, what, a fifth-round pick. Mm-hmm. And now he's balling out of control. I'm with you. I think the Cowboys, once again, and I'm not being that critical because the Cowboys are doing really well this year. We like our guys. Your guys are balling out. So I would say Cowboys have been right about a lot of their – Evaluations and scouting, uh, and and their kind of their their draft picks based on their scouting department. So I, I'll give them a lot of credit for that. They are the most homegrown team in the NFL, so they really don't like going to the free agent market or going to the trade market to pick up pieces. Um, but I, I think I think Jerry Jones and the staff tried this time, and I don't blame them for the Tristan Hill thing that much because they do have an embarrassment of riches at D tackle right now. Right. Interior they do. Linemen. They got a lot of good D linemen. But they Quint- still ain't stopping nobody on the run. Now that's fair. <laughs> yeah, hard for me to argue with that because I just watched it the other day. That's true. But they I have do not stop anybody. I, I like a Diggy Zua. I like uh, Quentin Bohanna. I like Neville, uh, Neville Gallimore. And they just brought in Jonathan Hankins. And that's why they're letting Tristan Hill go. And I think you're going to see them start moving around some of these pieces on, on situational downs, distances, predictable pass situations, moving Demarcus Lawrence inside, which they've done before, moving Dorian. Armstrong inside, which they've done before. So I think you're going to start seeing some of that. But yeah, you're right. They should have got something. You should have got a fifth, a sixth, a seventh. Yeah. Tristan Hill instead of releasing him. Come yeah. on, man. That's a you first round pick. Something. You got to get something. Yeah. That means you're not. That means you need to start reading uh, President Trump's Art of the Deal. Yeah, because right? you, you are you, missing you, out on you're that. You're screwing up the deal. You send him over to the Texans. Send Tristan <laughs> yeah. Hill over to the Texans. You put him in there. You know that's probably all was all part of it. Not part, at a point, yeah. and you're just on the phone, and then it falls through at the end. Yeah. Well, because you know why? Because he called him at two fifty nine. Hey, what are y'all caboose? doing? What are y'all doing? The caboose is about to pass me right <laughs> now. I just wanted to see if y'all want to make a deal. Should have done that at noon today that's or true. yesterday. Jerry likes the midnight hour. Exactly. He likes the twenty fifth hour to make stuff happen. He does. Uh, he's admitted waited. that. Yeah. He's admitted. He's like, that's what makes negotiations happen. It's a last minute deadline. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, see, he literally has said that before. But he, he's a he's a businessman and he does a great job negotiating. We know he's not great with numbers too. <laughs> right. One plus one equals three. Yeah. <laughs> double handfuls. This man don't know numbers. Yeah. Double hand. We still don't yeah. know what a double handful still is. Still trying how many to figure it out. I think yeah. it's more than five. More Right at team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we got the NFL trade deadline there. I want to talk Texas players only meeting, but we got to get to my man Clarence Hill. So we'll talk about Texas second players only meeting a little bit later on. We're going to bump that uh, yeah. coming up. But we got Clarence Hill, forward star telegram coming up. That's right. We got him talking about the Cowboys, the trade deadline, talking about the NFC East and of course, Clarence Hill is a huge Texas Longhorn fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, an alum, yeah. if you will, so, of yeah. the university. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he got some smoke for us to talk about when it comes to the Texas Longhorns. Oh, you know, matter of fact, that's a great point. I'm going to ask him about the players, the second players on the There we meeting. go. Another one. Let's Another see what he has, one. To, he has to say about DJ that. DJ Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clarence Hill, chill. Fort Worth Star Telegram coming up next on Harsh Knock Live, right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to the horn. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. 
Welcome back to a top of the chart Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Harge here. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Harge. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. Fashizzle. And you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. You can hit us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. And joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. You can follow him on Twitter at Clarence Hill Jr. Uh, he's a UT alum. He's been covering the Cowboys since 1997. And Clarence, first off, thank you for joining Ball Don't Lie today, my man. Hey, what's up, fellas, man? I appreciate you having me. Always Thanks, good chill. to talk to you, Chill. So here, here we are today. We're going crazy because the Cowboys did not make a move. Everybody was hoping that they would make some type of move. Uh, the only move that they made today was getting rid of the uh, defensive lineman Tristan Hill, not your namesake. Let's make sure we know that. But uh, what what were your thoughts when you saw that the Cowboys did not make a move today? We all fell for the okie doke again. I mean, you know, Jerry huffed and puffed and sold a good game as he does. He was talking to me after the game about we're gonna make a deal, a sounded like deal. I'm going to spend this money. I'm going to give up this draft capital to make, you know, because we're so close to a Super Bowl title, uh, a Super Bowl run. If I could get a player that could put us over the top, I will do it. Ultimately, the Cowboys talked to teams about receivers. They talked to the Texans about Brandon Cooks, but they didn't want to spend the money. They didn't want to give up the draft capital. So what were they talking about, Jerry? No, that's a good point, Jill, and, and I agree with you 100%. And let me just throw this out there because I remember Jerry and Steven throwing out this little phrase in the offseason, we like our guys. We like our guys. <laughs> We're talking about Cooper Rush or talking about, you know, Dorrance Armstrong. But I will say a lot of those other guys, those guys they talked about have stepped up. Um, is it possible that the Cowboys have enough to make this run? No, and, and, and so it's a nuanced conversation. So, yeah, they like their guys. Yes, their roster is as good as or potentially as good as they, as they thought it could be. But we're talking about now what's going to put you over the top. Mm-hmm. You, know, the, you know, the Eagles like their roster pretty well. They still made a deal yep. at 6-0. You know, the Vikings certainly like the start they made. They still made a deal to improve uh, their position. The Vikings, I mean, the, the Dolphins love the start they had. They still made a couple of deals. You know, to try to, to to get to that Super Bowl, they lose mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. So it, it's not a matter of not liking your guys. It's certainly they like their guys, and and their guys may ultimately be good enough. And and ultimately, again, the deals maybe had weren't there. They weren't good deals. I don't think Brandon Cooks is great. You know, he he's been a productive player. The small guy he drops a lot of passes, but he does give you speed. He does give you something the Cowboys really don't have outside. We, we know they need to supplement that receiver position. You know, they're hoping that Michael Gallup can continue to improve and they're going to finally get some from disappointing uh, rookie Jalen Tobert and, you know, and possibly they can get some out of James Washington. But, you know, the goal, at least what Jerry was talking about, was adding something that could ensure mm-hmm. a difference-making play that could ensure them getting over the top. So, yeah, you like your guys. You certainly like what you did the draft. This, this rookie class, those tight ends, you know, what's not to like? And the Cowboys really know their draft picks. Obviously, Tim Christian Hill was a disappointment. We knew that from day one. You know, that was a Rob Marinelli pick more than anything. But, but the Cowboys know how to pick offensive linemen. You know, they've done well there. 
uh, you know, did, did Lamont Clark going you know, to start coming on at, at linebacker, the kid at LSU? We, got to, we know how talented he is when he's on the field. Uh, so, yeah, they like their guys. They've done some good things at Freddie. So, yes, they, you know, when they don't add guys um, in the offseason, because we like our guys. But, again, I still believe that letting Amari Cooper go mm-hmm. and not really replacing him was a mistake. And if we look at this team and what's the weakness of this team, it's that receiver. They still don't have a 100-yard receiver. Now, certainly some of that is mitigated because Cooper Rush has been out there. But it's the first time since 1973 they've gone eight games with a 100-yard receiver. Yeah, it's been something that we were talking about. We're talking yeah. to Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He's been covering the Cowboys since 1987, so he's seen everything that has gone on in Big D. Clarence, as we sit here today, the Cowboys are sitting at 6-2, and two, headed into the bye week. And even if Dak would have played – early in the season, not even counting the Cooper Rush days, do you still think that the Cowboys would have been at 6-2 and two or probably 7-1 and one at this time? I mean, let's be honest. If someone would have told you before the season the Cowboys would be 6-2 and two after, after um, eight games, which really on paper was their toughest stretch of the season when you consider they opened at Tampa, mm-hmm. they were playing the Rams and the, and the uh Forty and the, and the um, Bengals, who were both Super Bowl contenders, mm-hmm. everybody loved Joe Burrow and the Bengals come from last year. Thought they were going to go get better. They played at Philadelphia. You would have taken six and two with a healthy Dak Prescott. Now, as the season goes along, you realize that you know Tampa wasn't who we thought they were, mm-hmm. and some of these other teams aren't who we thought they were. Uh, I think the the inexperience up front, the decision their receiver certainly hampered them in, in, in the season opener uh, in that Tampa Bay game. Uh, but yeah, they, they should be happy at six and two. They're they're, happy, they're they're feeling good. And the beauty about the Cowboys, even though they didn't add anybody, they do have an opportunity to get better from within. Because Dak is only going to get better. He's going to get more uh, on page with Michael Gallup. They should get better. I'm not saying they're going to be you know where they were last year when they were the number one passing off as the number one um, scoring off in the league. But they should be able to get better. Uh, you know, you're going to get Tyron Smith back. Tyler Smith is only getting better. Jason Peters is going to get more acclimated. You know, this defense is, is going to have a chance to get better with Jonathan Hankins helping stop the run, and, and Michael Parsons remains a cheat code. So you still have things to get excited about where you are at 6-2, and two, and I still think it's wide open. Wide open has ever been. Uh, the road to the Super Bowl is clear for anybody in the NFC, and the Cowboys can be one of those teams. Hey, Chill, let me ask you this, man. That, that Tony Pollard performance in the last game versus the Bears, uh, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about him being the featured back, uh, sharing that backfield with Ezekiel. What are your thoughts now after that spectacular performance by Tony Pollard? My thoughts are that Tony Pollard did what Tony Pollard's been doing against a, bear, bear, a bad Bears run defense. I mean, it's, you know, the Bears, I think, had to – the 30-second run defense coming into the league, yeah. um, uh, coming into the game. You know, I think Zeke would have ate against that Bears even. He wouldn't have gone 57 mm. or <laughs> he would have ate. Uh, and, and keep in mind that Tony Pollard still only had 14 carries. That's what he was having when Zeke was out there. I mean, I, I think that the Cowboys, you know, the, the thing that, that people get lost in the conversation is like the Cowboys don't want to use Tony Pollard or not trying to use Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's getting used more this year than he's ever had. It's in tandem with Zeke. It's not necessarily a clear Zeke's number one and Tony. They are using them in tandem. And as you look at the last few games, even before he didn't play, those 
carry numbers are starting to be equal. Just look at the numbers and the touch numbers. They're starting to even out compared to where they were early in the season for different reasons. But um, I think the Cowboys, you know, it, it's a good problem to have when we're complaining about who getting the ball when you, when you still have a good running game. You have a running game that's really the best part of your offense right now. And the truth is they're going to need both of them. And and you don't, you know, it's the, the goal for Tony Pollard, and I, we talked to Skip Pete today, you know, uh, he likes to have a tandem of backs and like to use two backs, is that you want him juicing his legs in the fourth quarter of the game and the fourth quarter of the season, so 17-game season. You don't want to wear him out where he's not breaking off those runs and, 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 and not twitchy late in the season. You want him to be twitchy late in the season, late in the playoffs. And the best way to do that is use them in tandem. You know, and, and they're going to get the best out of Tony and they're going to get the best out of Zeke. Yeah, and I can't wait to see when Zeke is healthy again, how they're going to use each other. Because Zeke, we've been talking about the fact that Zeke is one of the best uh, blocking backs in the league. But you talked about the running game and how the Cowboys are being affected by it. But the Cowboys' defense has given up 117 yards in six of the eight games that they've played uh, this year. I know they brought in Jonathan Hankins. They just let Tristan Hill go. What do they need to do to scheme up to try to stop these running games? Because if you're going to make a run in the playoffs, you got to be able to stop some of these teams in the NFC. I mean, in the NFC that have strong running games. Well, the Rams. I mean, I'm not the Rams, but the 49ers. You know, is prime example. And they're going to go against the Vikings in a couple of weeks, and they're going to go back against the Eagles and the Giants, and you know, and certainly they have the Titans on the schedule. They have to show up against the run. But make no mistake about it, teams are running in a pass-happy league against the Cowboys because they don't want to throw against them. They don't want to face that pass rush. I mean, Chicago ran well, but they were down 20 running the ball. You know, and, and so that some of that's part of that thing. But, yeah, they the running game has been leaky, uh, and, and they need to show up there. They need to certainly keep people out the end zone. Uh, and I think that's part of the focus. You know, you bring Hankins in. He's only played one game. You, you, you have him, you know, with Quentin Bohanna. You finally got two wide body, big guys up in there to help plug the run. But, you know, obviously that makes them susceptible to the outside run. But, yeah, they just that's something they have to work on. It's something they continue to work on, something they're talking about, you know, during this off week and how they can get better against the run. Certainly with these mobile quarterbacks you have to face, you know, whether, you know obviously they got to face uh, Jalen Hurts again and, and, and try to, you know, DeMarcus Lawrence got got so many times against the Bears and, you know, he, he, he breaks down. You, you got to stop that quarterback on the edge. And so there are things that they need to do to get better with that, but, you know, they feel good about their defense. They feel good about, you know, their playmaking defense and their turnover, you know, forced turnovers. And the thing you like about this defense, which actually bore out in the last couple of weeks, was their relentlessness, relentlessness, you know, with Micah Parsons and never giving up on the play. And for the second time, you know, here's a guy who was rushing the quarterback and ended up with a, ended up with, with a game change and played because of his hustle, not because – you know, him, his ability to sack or his ability to, you know, get to the quarterback, it was about his hustle and relentlessness. And when you got your best player hustling and, and relentlessly being a relentless person after the ball more than anybody on the team, that's contagious. You know, that, that fumble he got to return for a touchdown, mm-hmm. he went from rushing the quarterback, <clears throat> Leighton Vanderbilt knocked the ball out. He was one down there getting on the ball and picked up, uh, and ran into the end zone, and, and that's just all hustle. That's not talent. That's yep. hustle from your best player. Yep. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And speaking of that, before we let you go, Chill, and thank you again for jumping on with us, 
Got to ask you about your Texas Longhorns. Uh, we start oh, looking. Yeah. Big transition right here. We're sitting now. here trying to figure it out. You and I have watched the games together, and we both have lost our minds at the same time. But when you look at this Texas Longhorn <laughs> team, you heard another uh, players-only meeting. That's two in one year. Uh, what were your thoughts? You know, you know, I just think this is a big month, you know, four games. You know, you, you, you can't end up with six wins or seven wins. I mean, you, you, you got to do something. You got to make somebody this season. You know, because we keep talking about last year they were too young, okay, or whatever. They didn't, they didn't have a recruit. What's the excuse this year? What's going to be the excuse next year? Most of the games that have been lost are lost by the, cow, I mean, by the, by the Longhorns. You know, all these losses are after you've had double-digit leads. You blow on mm-hmm. double six the team that you should beat. You know, and certainly I'm talking about these conference losses. You know, go back to Oklahoma State, they lose that game, then they get their doors blown off, you know, at Kansas State. So, you know, it's not going to be easy down the stretch with Kansas State and, and, and certainly Baylor and, and TCU just playing as well as anybody. TCU is a prime example. I, I get to watch them both close and personal. That team gets better. That team does not get phased as the game goes on. That offense gets better in the second half. You know, the, the long runs you know, have one of the best offenses, offensive schemes in the league. But in the second half of games, they look nothing like they look in the first half. Why is that? You know, and I, and I saw Rod had something up, you know, on Twitter about their third down on defense and how they give up plays. I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it, you have a great second down play on third down, you let a guy run wide open for a slant or something like, yeah. why are you not covering? I just don't understand that. <laughs> and time and time again on third and fourth down, the guy's wide open not being covered in some soft zone or whatever you're doing that, that allowed them to have easy conversions. None of that makes sense to me. Yep. Yeah, we've been having that then, same conversation <laughs> every week. It's like Groundhog Day around here. <laughs> Chill, trust me, man. <laughs> yeah, we we go pretty hard on this one. And you know my boy Rod going to break down them stats like no other. And he going to let us know. He does a great job with that. But, yeah, it's, you know, everything is in front of them. If they, sw- if they run the table and get the Big 12 championship game, that's a lot to build on, and yep. and that's possible. Yeah, but it's it also is possible. It's also possible they could beat Texas like they've been the last couple of years and and blow it. You yep. know, they got to show us. We thought you know they were taking a step forward, but until they win a true road game against a good opponent, you know, and 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 put some wins together uh, against good opponents, you know, it, it's still the same old same old. Yeah, that's real. and that's what we're trying to wait and see. We got a chance to see it coming up this week as they take on the uh, Kansas State Wildcats, 6.30 on uh, Saturday. But uh, thank you, as always, my man. Thank you for the insight on the Dallas Cowboys, and we'll definitely be in touch again soon. Chill. All right, man. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate, you guys. appreciate Thanks, you guys right there. You're the man. There he is, Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, breaking down all things Cowboys and a little bit of them Longhorns. Yeah, uh, he's right, though. They should have made a move. Yeah. Um, I know they like their guys. They should have made a move. They should. They, they're, they're, there are a couple of things that could have <clears> – <throat> Put them over the top potentially, and I think both of you are right. Wide receiver was probably it. Yeah, they tried, but trying ain't good enough. <laughs> exactly, you, you gotta get, close you get that points deal. for trying, That's man. Right. Texas tries to close out <laughs> games when they're up double digits or up at halftime or up in the uh, fourth quarter, but you know trying ain't good enough. It's not. You got to finish. You got to finish. You got to finish. So, yeah, uh, it's a good point there. Uh, my man Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. Chill doing a great job as always. Want to thank Harsh for opening up the uh, the contact list uh, for a special yes, guest for us. All right, we come back. We will discuss uh, the very unfortunate news about takeoff passing away. Uh, also, uh, we'll get into what I think is a very uh, kind of interesting story. I don't know if people know that Martin Luther King, yes, the late great MLK. 
was responsible for the birth of Julia Roberts. Come on, man. Random story. Mm-hmm. Come drop it on you when we come back. Right here on Ball the Line, 104 Nine Horn. D.D. Megadoodoo. I'm sorry. Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break the head comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time to get to uh, off the record here. Uh, very unfortunate story happened in H-Town. The rapper uh, Takeoff from Migos, 28 years old, was killed um, in Houston. Uh, apparently it happened you know, during a dice game. There was a dispute during a dice game of some kind. Um, and then, of course, the dispute escalated, and he ended up being killed as a result. Uh, and uh, uh, reportedly, it was friendly fire. It was actually them yeah. firing at some other, obviously, uh, some other people. And apparently, it was his own guys that fired and ended up hitting him. And it ended up being a fatal uh, accident, if mm-hmm. you will. So, uh, very unfortunate, man. It's really sad. And, and I'm from Houston. And I, I said this earlier, and I, and I, I was half joking, but it was really true. I remember growing up in Houston, and I never, hard ever, ever participated in dice games. Smart. I had a lot of friends that did it. Smart. And the reason I did it is because they never ended amicably. No. They never ended with, well, that was a great, that was, that was a great game, guys. Great, uh, great dice game. Same uh, time tomorrow. Uh, cheerio to you. Same right. time tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never. They yeah. always ended in chaos, gunshots, people arguing, screaming, fights, whatever. So always avoided those. And um, I'm really sad to hear about this. Part of that, I made it out of the concrete jungle. Yep. Uh, yep. South side yep. of H-Town was good. Yep. No, no. Dice games, no. That's not something you want to participate in. And H-Town, listen, H-Town's a rough place. It's got yeah. some really nice parts of H-Town, too. But as somebody from H-Town, H-Town's got some rough, like I said, concrete jungle uh, parts of it. And, Absolutely. You know, unfortunately, I, 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 know, I, I knew too many people who were murderers growing up. It, some of them were caught and ended up in jail where they belonged, yep. and some of them weren't. Yep. All right, and that is something you shouldn't. That shouldn't be something a young person uh, has to deal with. That you know people who are actually murderers, right. not killers. People kill for other reasons, like uh, self defense. Or you have to go overseas, and you're nah. part of the military. You have to kill. I get that. No, no, it's about murderers. Yeah, murderers. Real ones. Real, real, real ones. ones. <laughs> exactly. And you learn very quickly in the hood, like, hey, not to hang and hang out with this group, and not to cross this group or that group, and that kind of stuff. H Town's just one of them places, unfortunately. But most of them probably were looking at you. Saying no, Robbie, stay out of this. You, you, you got a future. I'm gonna oh. handle this thing because yeah. it happened a lot to me. Yeah, in Colleen, like we, you, you, you can go and type in Colleen right now, and you'll see it ranks as one of the top places. Oh, unfortunately, that is, yeah, yeah, that's an unfortunate Too situation. Too much of that. And there was a lot of guys that were like, "No, nah, Mike, you need to go over there and do this because we know what you're about to be. No. Stay over there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you but you need people like that looking out for you all the time. That that's a that's a great point, man. Yeah. And um I, obviously uh this is a very bad situation. Uh, but how does it relate to what we talk about in sports? Um Deion Sanders, who uh coaches obviously for uh uh Jackson State, he said he would, because his team, I guess, is in Houston for mm-hmm. a game right now. Mm-hmm. 
And after the takeoff news, the tragic death of takeoff, he for, forbade his team to leave the, ho- the Houston Hotel for the weekend. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Famer addressed uh, the shooting and also his team. They're going to play Texas Southern on Saturday in yep. H-Town. And he said uh, takeoff was murdered in a dice game in Houston where we're going. So that eliminates y'all leaving that hotel because it ain't happening until I give you for the notice. Right. Well, like I said, it. And he's gonna be in a really nice part of H Town, I assume. Where they're yeah, really they're staying. playing. At, they're playing at PNC Stadium. So, yeah, so he's yeah. in a nice part. But I'm just yeah. saying, like H Town, H Town's got some parts like that where it's just yep. like it's a concrete jungle, and you need to watch out for yourself. I don't know where uh, takeoff was in H Town at this dice game, but I guess stay away from dice games. Yeah. That's kind of been my thing. Yeah, and, <laughs> Stay and away from the dice. Unless you're in Vegas. Unless you're in Vegas. You're in Vegas, yeah. tables, go dice games. Other than that, nope, dice games. Stay away from them. Yeah, you already Not know good. how it goes down. Then the money starts getting bigger. Oh. Somebody else is talking. And there's about always a dispute. All this other there's always yes. a dispute about the they, what, no, what, what point you had or this much. No, how much is in the pot? It did it. Oh, you touched the money too soon. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, it gets down like that for <laughs> real. For real. <laughs> I, I remember them days. Like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't, I don't need the money that bad. Yeah, there's there's times you got to keep moving around, man. Yeah. There's there's something that you can play, and something that you can't play with, and that's people's money. And so when Amen, people start bro. looking at their paper and it looks a little bit different than yours, Come and on you got you got more to lose than somebody else, and they carry you got to keep it moving, and they carry it, they keep it moving while they while they exactly. shooting the dice, and, and they mo- let you know multiple people got their they everybody with the that's there no, with no, you. I know dudes who would shoot dice yeah. with a gun in hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was part of the mojo. Like, nah, this is my, this oh, my lucky, this my lucky toy that's right. right. I'm like, okay, we got to keep it we moving. Gonna light it up, light it <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, nah, we good. Yeah. Can I show this? Uh, any other uh, artists, any other genre of music, have to worry about getting? Murdering gun down as much as hip hop artists? No, and that's the part about it. I saw I saw a video today from designer Panda, Panda, Panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was losing it. He was crying. He was he was he was done. And he just said, "I'm done rapping. Like I'm done. I'm getting out of this game because it just seems like that's exactly where most of them end." It's crazy. Because of some lyrics, but this was because of some dice. This game. is a dice game. It's yeah. something different, but it's not like rappers. Period. Exactly. There's no other genre no. of music that deals with. They deal with tragedy. There's tragedy in all genres oh. of music with all artists because of their own demons they fight and different stuff, drug use, not all that because stuff. of gunplay. But yeah, just just dying no. at the, dying at the hands of violence. No, I, no other I, genre deals with that I, like that. No. Like rap. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, oh, he was assassinated. No, no, he was shot. He got yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people today. I know a lot of people in the hood that got shot. None of them were assassinated. None of them were assassinated. They just got shot. <laughs> exactly. And unfortunately, some of them didn't survive. Sometimes you got to make sure you look <sighs> out, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Sad story there. Oh, I promised you guys a Julia Roberts story, and yes. I'll get to that. I'll give you a little sprinkle of that on the other side. Right here. On Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.